Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Leandra Sow. Pastor Leandra Sow is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Faith Life Family Church. This podcast is tasked with duty to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Leandra Sow. Soak in and enjoy. John chapter 4 and uh, read from verse 1 and uh, I'm preaching about the calling of the woman at the well the calling uh, it says and he left Judea and returned to Galilee. It was necessary for him to go through Samaria. And in doing so, he arrived at a Samaritan town called Sychar, near the tract of the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down to rest. It was about the sixth hour, which is our time, it's 12 o'clock, like the warmest time of the day. It's a little bit up. A little bit travel, please. Uh, while Jesus was at the well, it says, Presently a woman of Samaria came along to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone off to buy some food in town. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, and a woman for a drink? For the Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. And Jesus answered, Make up like it was. And Jesus answered her, For if you had known and recognized the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked me a drink instead. And I would have given you, or he would have given you, living water. Can you say Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Powerful. Bless the name of Jesus. Okay, let's go just to there. So, this is a beautiful portion of scripture that we have in the book of John chapter 4. And uh, it's speaking about the woman at the well. I think this is one of my favorite messages also to preach on. Because we all can relate to this woman. How the Lord came our way. Can anyone hear me? Am I clear? Is it clear? Okay, it's not clear now. Must come out right. Okay, so when you read the Bible, every time you get to a place where there is water in the Bible, you must know that something is about to happen to the characters in the book. Okay, uh, 
can we get this down, please? Can we get this down? Alright. One, two, one, two, one, two. Keep four and two. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we there? Give all of the mic. Praise his name. Hallelujah. So, that's it. When we look at the Bible, we see. Okay, let's see if this one's better. One, two. Okay, claim it better. Why have you that? When we look at the Bible, especially in the Gospels, every time there is water somewhere, you must know that something is about to happen to the character in the Bible. Okay? So, we know that Israel is in a, in a semi arid condition, meaning Israel is sort of a desert place. And you must know that when you are in the desert place, the most important thing that you need in a desert condition is you need water. And water symbolizes life always in the Bible. But water also symbolizes spiritual revival. Water also um, speaks of a rebirth. So whenever you see water in the Bible, you must know that the person near the water is about to be reborn. Or something powerful is about to happen to that person. Alright? We need water, number one, to support life. The life of animals, the life of plants. Water is a very important thing. You need water for drinking, for refreshment. Water speaks of birth as well. So, whenever there is birth being given, water always comes out. For an imam kaboorangat and bring that yester. The water man is bread. Okay? Mark my lekker man. It's not here. It's not here. It's not here. Ik wil je kinderen doen die geil. Dan prijen ons lekker voor dat voor die mensen. Alle van vera voor komen die jaren dat dat dit. Now, water was also used for cleansing. So whenever you see water, you see some cleansing. Ask your neighbor, I hope you use some water this morning, neighbor. Hallelujah. Water is also used in the rituals that they were doing. Water speaks of a hygiene. Water is a very powerful thing. In the book of Isaiah and Ezekiel, water symbolizes the renewal of the nation. Hallelujah. And now we see this woman coming to a well, meaning the throne and, and the, and the chapter from John chapter 4. She is coming to a well. And in those days, they didn't have pets in the rooms, in your house. You had to go to the well, and the well was normally in the middle of the village. So as this woman is coming to the well, keep the speaker there, please. Keep the speaker there. As this woman is coming to the well, she's about to encounter something powerful because I told you that whenever you see water, you must know that something is about to happen to someone. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but you didn't come to church service. You are at the well this morning. There's water of the Holy Ghost in the atmosphere, and something is about to happen in this place. Wake up. So, John, John, yeah, the book of John is a spiritual book. 
And the book of John is very connected to water. When you see John chapter 1, you see that John the Apostle, John the Baptist, is baptizing people in the water. And suddenly Jesus comes to on the scene. In John chapter 2, we see Jesus performing his first miracle. And he turns the water into wine. Meaning what Jesus was trying to show the people is that very soon we are about to see crazy things. No, what do you think? We will see all the water into wine. Hallelujah! In John chapter 3, Jesus tells me from Jesus that you must be a and of the spirit. In John chapter 4, you see the woman coming to Jesus at the well. And you know the political expression of the woman. In John chapter 5, you see the woman of the cancer. Now, Jesus is coming from a mission from Judea, which is the top of Israel, and he's coming down to the south of Israel to where his house was. But in those days, Samaria was in the middle of, of, of Israel. So what the Jews would do is they would work around Samaria, they would never work right through Samaria. 
because there was a fight, a contention between the people of Samaria and the people of Israel. The Jews hated the Samaritans, and the Samaritans hated the Jews. Okay, as two nations like South Africa and Namibia, right next to each other, Samaria and Israel. For 700 years, these two nations were not compatible. They were talking with each other because the Samaritans were like half Jews. They were half Jews and half Gentile. Some mixture, some weird thing. And they hated them so much that they, they thought that the Samaritans were a lower breed of the type of dog even. They didn't see them as people, they saw them as dogs. They, they hated them so much that they said in the middle of the day, if the sun is shining and a Samaritan shadow fell on you, not that it, just if the shadow touched on you, they said that you are unclean until the next night because the shadow of a Samaritan has come over you. So there was hatred between these two nations. Let me keep in mind. Now, what you must know in the olden days is that the olden days there was something called the honor system. That's why honor was a very important part of their culture. So you were either an honored person or a dishonored person. Number one. The second thing about the ancient times is that the ancient times were, was a time when, when uh, people had a lot of hospitality. When people travel, they said, if someone asks you for water, someone asks you for food, you are not allowed to say no in any part of the world. But the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other so much that if a Jew asked something of a Samaritan, they would not give it. They would refuse it because of the hatred that was between them. And then one more thing that we must know about the ancient times, that the ancient times, it was a very communal time, meaning people would always move in groups. That's why the story is strange that this woman came to the well alone. Because that already tells you that there's something wrong with this woman's life. Why is she coming alone? Because in those days, people normally walk as a group. Yeah, this woman is coming alone. Hallelujah. Now we see, this is a good message. Now we see Jesus sitting at the well. And here the woman of Samaria is coming. Okay. Number one, what we must also know, number one, there's a lot of number ones today. Number two, what you must know is that the Jews hated the Samaritans so much that they would pray to God. This, is a, this was a common prayer at that time. They would say, Lord, I thank you that I'm not a Samaritan, when they prayed, or a Gentile. They would say, I thank you that I'm not the imbecile, meaning I'm not the Indian. And then the third thing the Jews would pray, the men would pray, they would say, Lord, and I thank you that I'm not a woman. Yeah. So they, they would pray these, these two, three prayers. I thank you, I'm not a Samaritan. I thank you, I'm not the imbecile. And I thank you that I'm not a woman. Yeah. Woman in that culture was despised, especially Samaritan woman. Now we see this woman coming to the well to come and drink. And she's coming at the hottest time of the day because she doesn't want to meet the other woman or any other one in that village because she has a bad reputation. Am I talking with people that have some reputations? Some people who've done something that you are not proud of. If your neighbor has to know the reasons are comfortable with you because you have done something. Now this woman is coming to the well and she's trying to avoid the other people for her skinner for her. And this day, a worst nightmare. 
Number one, they summon it around at this time. And as it's coming closer, the first shock is they summon there. The second shock is it is a man. And as it's coming closer, it is a Jewish man. And as it's coming closer, see, it is a rabbi. What will he say about me? What will he think about me? And look at this picture of this woman. Jesus, number one, is the, the cleanest, holiest, most perfect person there is. And he's sitting at the well. She feels that she's the dirtiest, lowest woman there is. And now she's on her way to this man. You know, another thing that the Jews used to believe, they used to say that uh, a Samaritan woman specifically, they would say that that woman is like a perpetual blood flower. Meaning, when you come to a Samaritan woman, she's, she, she's seen as someone whose blood is always flowing. Meaning, if you even touch her, you are unclean. But look at this perfect Jesus. Instead of Jesus saying, I'm perfect. I'm clean. Stay away from me. This man, this Jewish man, rather comes to her and the man asks her, Give me something to drink. Give me something to drink. Number one, he's talking to her. Number two, he wants to touch her. And he's even asking something of her. She's shocked. You, a Jew, a man, a rabbi. Ask me, a Samaritan, a lady, a nobody. What, what a loving Jesus. What a kind Jesus. What a Jesus that reaches down to the lost, to the down and out. She was alone. She was down and out. She was nothing. She was worthless. But yet Jesus reads her. And instead of pushing her away, he says, rather give me something to drink. I want what you have. I want to take something from you. I want to give something from you. I am here for you. Oh, Jesus. I heard a preacher preach this message. Come on, this way. I heard a preacher preach this message. Come on, just say this. Leave, 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 leave. I heard a preacher preach this message. And the preacher said, before Jesus could go to this woman and have this meeting with this woman, he, he had to make sure that he sent his disciples away first. Because if the disciples were there, they would have said, they can't even have a massacre. He wants to say, someone like you, you are a strange woman, you are a funny woman, why do you want to come close to your master? So Jesus has to make sure that it was just the two of them. Because he didn't want anyone to stop cause a blockage and cause a hindrance. I love that type of Jesus. There's a time when you are getting alone. Sometimes Jesus will pull some trouble around you and get you. When they are done, they are few. Because 
also get kick with Jesus as how we have a center leader for that. And he's no sort of hesitation, he's on Marshall Center. Ah, yeah. what a Jesus. And he's going for the down and out. Ah. In the chapter before, he went for the up and out when he could be as a rich man. But now he's going for the down and out. So he never seen But he gives me up a lot of you. Listen, but I love, I read this morning, I read in my study Bible, yeah. the Bible said, some scholars believe that when all the disciples left, only John, the disciples stayed behind. That was it and John. There was something in John's heart and in his character that qualified him to be in this meeting. I pray that we are the type of people that when God is speaking to down and out people, you will see that I can, you can stay here. You do not touch people, you do not hate people, you do not look down on them, you do not cross on the body, you do not do that, but you can be one part of the situation. We need the part of people who do not have to tell them. They do not go over one people. They do not tell them other people. And he sends everyone away. The man says, "They cannot play." And they cannot judge him. The Bible says in John chapter three, verse thirteen, verse seventeen, that Jesus did not he did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world to him might be saved. Look at Jesus when he met this woman. He did not come to pass and assault us. He didn't start talking about you have this and this and this and this. No. Yeah, because sometimes we hold ourselves back from God, thinking that I'm too dirty to come close. He's too perfect for me to be in His presence. But what you must know is that His perfection will rub off on you. As you walk to His holiness, you will become holy. As you walk to His strength, you will become stronger. As you come closer to Him, whatever is on Him will come upon you. Yeah. And I told to some depressed people this morning. If you are depressed, I can do that for you. If you are one human being, the one you like, if you are to do that, you are evil. 
happened? Jesus talks to this woman. He looks at the woman and he says, Give me something to drink. Give me this bottle. Give me, you have your bottle there. Give me something to drink. But before she, she says, Lord, you don't even have anything to, to drink from. Huh? Then Jesus said, Told the woman, If you knew what I am. Oh, Jesus. I say, you want to say, you Jesus. Loving water. Then Jesus said, This water when people drink it, they will thirst again. But the water that I will give you, you will never thirst again. You will open the movies. There's no more thirst after that. Listen. Then she says, Lord, give me that water so that I don't have to come back here. If only you could put me the means of judgment, man. I don't want to come here. Listen to what Jesus. Amen. She said, Jesus said, if you drink this water, you will not thirst again. Yes. Because she was her water that she was drinking, she was trying to fill herself with men in her life. Because the next question Jesus asked is, bring who your man. Ostrata no water. But Jesus now bring home your money so. Look at how Jesus shifts the conversation. Meaning, he's talking about first. And suddenly he's talking about your money. Meaning, what he's trying to say is, they try on your first of things, make you money or leave Sometimes we try to use people and things and substances to replace the pain that we have inside. Some of us will be drinking to replace something in us. We've been smoking to replace something in us. We've been going from girlfriend to boyfriend, girlfriend to party to party. But every part has left you tired, has left you thirsty, has left you lost and confused. By the way, the city that she, left, that she was living in. The word cycle, the city needs to be confused. It needs to be in a confused state. It also means to be in a drunken state. Many people want to be drunk so that they can, can miss this reality. The leader of Surah, the Bible is that Romans. But Jesus said, they can die in one of them. Because it is water. It is a water. But look what he says. He says, let him go now. He said, he said, he said, first he said, give me your water. Then I will give you loving water. Meaning it is an exchange. Give him my young water. 
You see why many people come to church and they keep on saying their situation is because they give their life today, but tomorrow they take it back. You try Jesus today, but tomorrow you are back on the same thing. And that's when you don't really receive from Jesus what you are supposed to receive. Because you, you try for a little while. Uh, this woman, she, she surrendered herself completely. But I love, as a man, I love what happens. Jesus said, bring your husband. Then she said, I don't have a husband. Then Jesus said, you've spoken wrong. Because listen, you've had five husbands. Not boyfriends. So it was five years And Jesus and the husband, the man you are with now, the man you are with is not your husband. But he didn't start with us. He's now going into the depths. When Jesus started to uncover the fast, he says, I see you are a prophet. Now, for, for a man in those days, a man could divorce the woman. He could divorce her if she couldn't get children. He could divorce her if she had a disability that he did not see before. In those days, a man could even divorce a woman if she couldn't cook food properly. Oh, Jesus. Listen. And you know how the divorce was simple? This is down in the middle. The, the way they divorce is the man would take his wife to the square for all Salabizi Lansan go and he would hold the wife and would say, I'm divorcing this woman because she cannot give me children. Or I'm divorcing her because she's this. And all he had to do in those days, he would just say, I divorce you. I divorce you. I divorce you. Three times. Then, then he's divorced. Now that has happened to this woman five times. Five times she was taken to that square. Maybe her husband died, but something, but five times at least she must have been taken to the square and said, in front of everyone, you are divorced. Imagine the shame and the embarrassment and the hurt that this woman felt. But Jesus came to this world to restore her. I love how he can heal the body and the heart at the same time. You can give the mind and the finances. Jesus is a world-round specialist. But I never understood the scripture under this morning. Jesus said, bring your husband. He didn't ask who should. He just said, bring for me. And I love why he did that. Because bring your husband means bring for him. Bring your husband. And let's see how your husband compares to Jesus. No come say how much ready and here is ready. That was a trickle. Here is he's 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 joined. What Jesus was saying is the thing that was holding you, bring that thing to me. And let's see how that thing compares to me. I want to tell you, bring your problems to Jesus. See how your problem compares to Jesus. Run by you, listen to the other thing. Run by you, whatever is the only you have. Whatever is the 
it. Immediately to Jesus. Then suddenly she starts to because we throw one. She starts to pray. She said, Lord, we worship the earth. Then she said, Then she said, one day I heard that a Messiah will come. The Christ will appear. And Jesus looked at her and said, I am here. When she heard, I am here, the Bible said, to that stands they are coming. You know, she came up with a water, she came up with a When she heard, I knew she left her. And she ran to the city. And she turned into a passenger leader. Of this woman's testimony, come and see what Jesus can do for you. Come and see how Jesus can change you. Come and see how Jesus can heal you. Come and see how Jesus can put you out of bondage. Come and see how Jesus can take you through. Even if you are She was saying, 
But this is what you must do. You must leave what is yours. So that you can receive what is his. Now some of us will have your own ideas. Some of us will have your own words. Some of us will have your own spirit. You your own spirit even. One of the things I've had to learn is don't lean on your own strength. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Just surrendering. You know, that song, I surrender all. I surrender all. Is something that you must practice today. And say, Lord, today I surrender all. Whether you are young, I was young like you once. I'm so young. But there was a time in my life where I said, I surrender all. And from that day, the Lord has changed my life. He has just broken things off of me. He has made me complete. <laughs> and he's given me peace that no one else could give me. Let's say Jesus is here to meet you. Let's all stand there quickly. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. You are here today and you know you must be at the well this morning. Yeah. I don't know what you must be here for. I don't know what encounter Jesus must have with you. But this morning Jesus is calling you to the well. I don't know if you are saved or not. This morning is the same encounter for Jesus to meet you. This is encounter morning. So if you are standing there and you know you must be in front, Jesus must do something in your life. I want you to be bold and just hold it to the front right now. I'll be praying with you. Just come to the front right now. This is your morning. This is your morning for God to touch you. People should come. Young people should come. All people should come. Men and women should come. That's more. Don't be too hard not to come. Just like Jesus doing something in your life. Bring something in a situation. Bring something for you. Come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Come to the front. Come to the front. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, beautiful. This is working around this morning. Yeah. Amen. There is a sweet. There is a sweet. People should stand up to the front. Which wants to be in this moment? In the atmosphere. In the atmosphere. Jesus, 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 Jesus,
I want you to close your eyes, please, and bow your head. And I want you to make this the prayer of your heart. I want you to say, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Forgive me today of my sins and purify me. Accept me today as your child. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that you raised him on the third day. So Satan, take your hands of my life. I belong to Jesus. I'm a child of God. Amen. Amen. Just let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all these souls. I pray for everyone giving their heart to the Lord today. I pray, Father, touch them. Let them never be the same. Let your hand be on them. Let us be a new beginning for them. We pray for the plans of the devil over their lives. They will not be lost. Let there be a change in their lives. Let there be complete transformation, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Can I ask all of us standing in front here? Our pastor just wants to talk to you and pray with you. Okay? If I can ask you all just to follow our pastor, or just over there. If you can just, just follow him, all of us. Just, it's not going to be long. Just follow them. They're going to talk to you. They're going to give you something. Okay? Just follow them, please. Alright. Just come and help me. Beautiful. Just follow them, please. Just follow them, my dear. Wow. Every one of us here, you need Jesus to touch you. Just lift your hand very quickly. Just lift your hand very quickly. Let me pray for you. Father, everyone who came here to the well this morning, worship. As they've come, I pray, whatever their concern is, Wherever their problem is, whatever their issue is, they've come like the woman to the world this morning. Thank you that you are seeing them. Thank you that you are touching them. Thank you that you are healing them. Thank you that you are blessing them. Thank you that you are never the same again.
God bless you for listening to this message. Follow us on Facebook at Faithlife Family Church to find out more information about our service times and up-and-coming events. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel to receive regular messages by Pastor Lane Russell.